chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. Advocates and analysts will join us to discuss the ongoing path to reform and legislation. Now, the State of Cannabis, with your host, Dave Inman. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, folks. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us tonight, we have Matthew Cote, uh, one of the uh, marketing, honestly, geniuses uh, behind uh, Bang Chocolates and Auntie Dolores. Uh, how are you tonight, Matthew? I'm fantastic. How are you, Dave? Well, if I was doing it better, I'd be you. <laughs> so tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, Matthew. I mean, obviously, uh, in, the, in the cannabis industry, uh, you know, we're not born into it. You know, it's generally not our, our forefathers that start us on a path and say, you know, I, I really want to be in the cannabis industry. So uh, right. tell me about yourself. Uh, where do you come from? What do you do? How did you get there? No, I'm originally from New Jersey. I lived in South Florida, halfway to high school, and then moved to North Carolina with my family for college. And there I recognized some of the injustices going around in the drug world. I knew that a lot of my friends weren't able to go to university because of the drug charges, and I felt that cannabis shouldn't be preventing anybody from going or attending university. So I really wanted to get politically activated initially. And then once I realized that there was an industry happening in California, once my parents moved to the Golden State in 2008, I finished college, got my degree in English, and then moved out here to participate in what then was just starting to get the momentum that it has now. So let me so get I, this straight. <clears throat> a marketing degree propels you into a uh, into your your market or your English degree propels you into a, a marketing degree of, of this magnitude. I mean, honestly, I'm looking at the images and 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 some of your your websites, and and I got to say, it's it's a stamp that's just incredibly beautiful. So, from English to to marketing, how how did that happen? I just knew the value of you know language. My degree was in English, but it was a focus on language writing and rhetoric. So articulating emails, conveying policy, understanding the significance of communication became my true focus. And I felt that somebody who could articulate the values of cannabis would be invaluable. And I really wanted to become that individual. So I started to seek out brands whom I thought could offer me the platform to where I could facilitate a great dialogue that not only helped sell the product, but also push public awareness and public comfort with cannabis forward. You know, you so don't sound like an atypical uh, cannabis user. No, you know, I wouldn't uh, say that I am. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting that how many more non-atypical cannabis users seem to be coming out of the woodwork. You know, it, it doesn't seem to me that it's it's just simply a, a Cheech and Chong uh, type of thing no. anymore. I mean, and, and for me, honestly, that's that's beautiful. And and uh, people like yourself that uh, that are able to to part the rhetoric. And, and actually, you know, convey a message, uh, it's, it's absolutely refreshing. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. I knew, you know, cannabis helps more than just the typical stoner. I mean, my father was really a motivator for me to get entrenched in the industry simply because I knew that he didn't view cannabis as an alternative form of therapy because of the stigma associated with it. Not until I presented him with the fact and said that it really could help him through his radiation therapy, did he start to engage with cannabis as a form of medicine. Now, 
he consumes Ani Dolores pretzel every day alongside his normal pills. His physicians are all for it, and he does claim that cannabis really helped him climb through the muck of radiation therapy and helped keep uh, happiness on his side. Now, Auntie Dolores, it, it almost sounds like a fairy tale, but there's, there's a duality to that, that name. Tell me about that. Well, Andre Dolores was founded in 2008, and okay. the name is kind of a play on words. You know, Dolores in Latin is pain and suffering, so anti-pain, anti-pain and suffering. Um, they have a variety. We have a variety of products. It started with just the typical brownies, but then quickly Juliana recognized values of having sort of atypical cannabis products, so the infused pretzels, infused peanuts. Now there's pecans and everything has a slant to it nutritionally, so things are vegan, always non-GMO, try to avoid refined sugar and use coconut sugar and things that are less impactful in a negative way into your nutritional diet. And so I say that it really upholds the concept of anti-pain because you're consuming a food, you're consuming a medicine, but it is not impacting you in any negative way. Uh, I like that what you just said right there. I'm consuming a food, I'm consuming a medicine. And that's kind Correct. of an important thing right there. You know, I mean, a lot of times, you know, we, uh, we look at cannabis as simply a, uh, you know, a medicine or, or a recreational tool. Um, but at the same right. time, we can, we can certainly eat it and, and it's, you know, healthy. But uh, people often neglect that food is medicine. You know, what we yeah, put well, in our body. Hippocrates was the first to say it. Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And even today, when you take a pill... You usually have to do it not on an empty stomach. So you're consuming food alongside the pill so that your body can digest it in a proper manner. You're usually not going to absorb medicine if you don't have food in your stomach. So why not combine the two and make the experience more pleasant versus flavoring a pill in an artificial manner? And, and creating a delivery system that you only can, can, you can only actually absorb so much of, you know, in, in a pill form. You know, a, a lot like the, the vitamins... You know, they'll, they'll say that, right. uh, you know, you can only absorb so much or they're not even good at all. But, you know, the vitamins yeah. uh, are already present in our food if we if we do it right. That's, uh, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a great thing that we're, we're realizing a lot of these things uh, in, in life that uh, have, have actually degraded so much, <clears throat> you know, in, in historic uh, times. You know, I mean, if we if we were looking back when uh, we came to our, our first frozen foods or something like that and uh, sure. the, the links that they went to just to be able to have like a prepackaged food. And I mean, I can understand, you know, the necessity for having a prepackaged food, you know, for, for like war purposes, you know I mean? You can't really move right. military very far without, you know, having prepackaged food, but the, the state in which it degrades the food too, for the general populace is a, is a huge negative. And, and it, it has become just a, a cycle that we, we go through, you know, uh, so many of us will just, you know, simply prop up in front of a, a TV and, you know, have a, a TV dinner and, you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm sure it's not GMO free <laughs> and, and <laughs> certainly not gluten free. I'll tell you that right there. You know, I, I looked Definitely at the not preservative free either. Uh, absolutely. None of the Adelores products have preservatives. And, and, and let's talk about that. So it came around in, in 2008, you said it was founded anti Dolores. Correct. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, up in uh, the Bay area. What part of uh, the Bay area is, is it based out of? Oakland, California. Oakland town. O-Town. Um, so it's been pretty much uh, part of, of the whole transition into the medical uh, cannabis industry, really, the, 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 the seed, the melting pot of it all. 
<clears throat> so, mm -hmm. uh, and, and you've been there since 2010 or 2008? I'm sorry. 2010. I first 2000. started with Bang, but then later that year, with Dolores as well. So do you work for Bang and Antidolor or uh, Antidolores? Or perfect, I work perfect. for a variety of different groups. So, you know, I still work with Bang Chocolate. I still work with Antidolores. I also work with Berkeley Patients Group, uh, Steep Hill Labs, Vapier Vaporizers. I've done some consulting with Dark Heart Nursery. <clears throat> and then I helped Bloom Room San Francisco do their branding when they were when they went from being Medithrive San Francisco to a location after they were forcibly shut down in 2011. So the Bloom Rooms, that's a, that's a collective, right? Correct. Okay, in now Plaza, San Francisco. For some of uh, for some of our listeners, tell me what what is a collective versus say a dispensary. So in California, we have the non not for profit model. That means that all the dispensaries have to be mutual benefit corporation, and in okay. essence, it's just to say that one you know everybody's inside working. And some people are facilitating the sales of the cannabis, but the patient members, the people that go in to make a quote-unquote purchase, are simply donating to the collective. So they're not, they're not really going into a business and making a purchase. They're simply donating to the farmer and then in turn getting cannabis products. So in California, so, if, you were to, if you were at a dispensary, they would say, here's this eighth of Jack Hanner. It's going to be a $60 donation. They won't call it a $60 purchase so early on in, in in arizona um you know we, mm -hmm. we had a similar um model before the dispensaries had opened and, and people would you know okay sell raffle tickets basically as a, as a donation and you know i mean it, it it made sense you know just uh basically it was you know kind of a, a sidestep around what was you know allowable and not allowable um right but it's interesting you know california has been medical since 1996 and Correct. still, the, the 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 playing field that you guys have to operate under is just, you know, for any other kind of business, quite unconscionable. You know, when you really think of oh, the absolutely. hurdles that you guys have to go through, and and you know, we're going to have to take a quick break. Um, but when we get back, we uh, we have Matthew Cote, Cote, sorry, Matthew Cote. Um, <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is, uh, we talked about this right beforehand, but you know. <laughs> so, anyways, um, when we get back, Matthew Cote, marketing luminary and uh, cannabis entrepreneur. We'll be right back with you, folks. More state of cannabis on cannabisradio.com when we return. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol... Most people who use don't have a problem, so I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. 
Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network. Founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or 8 years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us tonight, we have Matthew Cote. Uh, marketing luminary for uh, brands like Bang Chocolate, Anti Dolores, and uh, collectives Bloom uh, Bloom Rooms, San Francisco, MediThrive. Um, Matthew, welcome. So uh, Berkeley Patients Group, I'd say Berkeley Patients Group is one of the more impressive dispensaries in California, simply because they've been operating consistently since 1999, and that's through a lot of tumult that's happened in the industry in California. And Berkeley, fortunately, is one of the more progressive localities in California to where they've actually permitted for Berkeley Patients Group to conduct business, which has really, truly been an asset to the community, and they've really made a difference for the patients in Berkeley. So I have great pride working with them. They're a good team, and they do a lot for everybody. And, and that's also another uh, company that you represent as well and, and have assisted Yeah, I, work, I, I do their marketing and graphic work, correct. Okay. Excellent. You know, and, and I gotta, I gotta say, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've looked over, you know, several times, you know, bang, um, they've recently come to, to Arizona. The product is amazing. Um, I haven't gotten to try any anti Dolores, but when you, when you, when you look at, at the website, I mean, it's just, it's beautifully done, you know, just absolutely beautifully done. Abs- without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it adds a level of, of credence, to, to the cannabis industry and, and a level, uh, a higher watermark for everybody else to kind of need to achieve. And, sure. um, you know, it's, it's Thank you. absolutely, it's, you know, it's again, like I said before, it's, it's refreshing that, that we're able to, to actually shake off the, uh, the, the, the Cheech and Chong stigma that, that has plagued the, the cannabis industry as long as it has. And you're sure. one of the people that are doing that exactly, and you know I got to thank you for that. So, uh, what's uh, what's the the future look like for for Matthew Cote? It's an interesting question. I think right now it's helping newcomers understand how to navigate the space, understand where the saturation points are, and how we can get some more collaboration. I like to call everybody. You know, we're in a competition, so we're we're competing, yes, on the surface, but in truth, we're all working towards the same end result, 
and that is national access to cannabis. I think that the industry has a lot to offer this country's GDP, and I think that it has a lot to offer most of the citizens of the world. Many people are on Wellbutrin or the Xanax, and some of these pills have atrocious side effects that cause more issues than they solve. And so I really hope to facilitate that comfort level so that the general public can look to cannabis as quickly as they look to aspirin as a safe, simple remedy. Well, you know, once upon a time, that, that was what we did. You know, uh, Eli yeah. Lilly certainly had their their uh, tinctures that, uh, you know, were were no more unique than, uh, you know, a comms forte for a child back in the 70s or 80s to, to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and you're absolutely right. It, it needs to be, you know, probably more of the de facto alternative for for a lot of the, the what ails you. And, and see, and that's something that a lot of folks has uh, kind of a tough time wrapping their head around. Oh, well, how can cannabis right. cure everything? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily cure everything. It seems to have a synergy that it plays on with so many various aspects and in conjunction with to, to, to oh, sure. for the betterment, whether it be for your your uh, well-being, you know, obviously your, your physical, mental state, or whether it be, you know, obviously uh, there's, there's more than just anecdotal evidence at this point uh, as far as right, can- right. cancer and cannabis. Um, you know, obviously yeah. with uh, spasmat- uh, spasmatics and, and, you know, muscle uh, and as well as neuro, uh, neuropathic, uh, uh, neuropathic, sorry, getting excited, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and that's one of the things too, you know, we, we obviously get excited about this topic because it's, 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 even though it's not new, it seems so new. And uh, sure. it's, it's, it's been it's around, a- even in the early 1900s, we had cannabis tinctures and you can look up online some of the remedies that were available. Sears Roebuck used to deliver them to your house. So cannabis isn't anything new to the human experience, but it seems that popular culture has sort of alienated it as something that can't be taken seriously, where, you know, this country consumes 86% of the global supply of hydrocodone. We do not have 86% of the global population, so we shouldn't be consuming 86% of the hydrocodone available. This country has an opiate problem, but there are studies out there that demonstrate how patients can down their dose of opiates if they have cannabinoids in the system. My father was a great example. And Dr. Abrams in UCSF, he's the chief head of oncology and hematology, and he's demonstrated that you can administer less opiates to a patient if you're giving them THC in conjunction as an unjunct therapy. So it's a significant conversation to say that we can have fewer people on methadone, fewer people on hydrocodone if we are comfortable with administering cannabis in a medical sense. And I think that alone is worth re-exploring the cannabis conversation. It's great that there are brands behind it, but we really need to look at the big picture and to say, as a whole, will society be better if cannabis is legalized, if cannabis is widely accepted? And rather than putting people in jails, I'd rather be getting people out of hospitals. Exactly. And it's, it's funny even to this day, even though they disproved in the 70s that uh, cannabis was not a gateway drug, they still use that as a, a defense. Of course um, they do. When in fact, it, it, if anything, it's, it's you know, a, a stepping stone to get away from other addictions that, that could be sure. plaguing people. When we get back, Matthew Cote, um, marketing luminary and uh, cannabis entrepreneur. We'll be right back with you, folks. More State of Cannabis on CannabisRadio.com when we return. 
Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us tonight, we have Matthew Cote. You know, and, and addiction generally tends to, you know, follow depression. And, right. uh, you know, cannabis tends to remove depression. You know, it, it's it funny... Absolutely. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're sitting there, you know, depressed and all you want to do is is smoke all day long and do nothing else. Well, it's kind of a depressing existence. then. you know, I mean, if you don't get out and, you know, run in the sunshine and, you know, like George Carlin said, you know, grab a stick and dig a hole in the backyard, something to keep your mind occupied, something to do something with yourself. You know, depression would generally tend to follow. But yeah, the fact that we have these. Yeah. It's interesting to understand the mechanism by which cannabis works because you're not introducing something that your body doesn't understand. You know, when you drink alcohol, you're getting a toxin and you're introducing a toxin into your system and then the outcome is feeling drunk. Cannabis euphoria is just caused by getting your endocannabinoid system to be rather enthusiastic. So I don't know if you've ever gone for a run, but a lot of people Mm -hmm. call the outcome of a run the runner's high. And we know mm-hmm. now that you can attribute that runner's high to a compound called anandamide. And it comes from the Sanskrit word for bliss. But we know that the brain produces endocannabinoids that are part of your body. So every day you essentially manufacture your own cannabinoids, but you break them down so efficiently that you do not get high. So when you introduce 
phytocannabinoids from the plant like THC or CBD, you're simply introducing something into a system that exists so that it can embrace and help your body heal. And so, you know, a lot of people say that the endocannabinoid system sort of manages homeostasis in the body. So if you're depressed, if you're anxious, you can utilize the endocannabinoid system to bring you back to center. It works both ways, and it's very rare for a system to be able to do that, but we know very little about this. I attended a conference called Patients Out of Time, and they conducted a survey where some of the physicians called medical schools throughout the country and asked them if they teach anything about the endocannabinoid system. Most of the groups hung up the phone on them, but only 3% of the groups even knew that the endocannabinoid system exists, yet it was first discovered in the 60s. So it just seems like we have a lot of catching up to do. And fortunately, the brands that are out there are pushing the envelope to get people to embrace cannabis in a structured manner. The next step is to use all the aggregate data that we're collecting to suggest that we should have actual medicinal applications available to patients in hospitals, just like they do in Israel right now. Even if a child is diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome in Israel, their first course of action is to administer cannabis. And that is a hard sell for a lot of people in America, but it's happening. And I think we really need to take the politics out of this conversation and just look at the evidence objectively. Because the minute we do that, there is no senator that could argue against them. They are plain as day, and they could really help keep this country competitive if we are to get away from the drug war and stop putting people in jail for possessing a flower. You know, again, well said. Matthew Cote, marketing luminary and uh, cannabis entrepreneur. Matthew, thank you, folks. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. Have a wonderful night. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.